When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are listening to Tax Able with Natasha Heron. Welcome back to Series 2 of Tax Able with Tash. During this season, I will take you on a deep dive into 12 different industries. Each industry has its own tax consideration and complexities. Together, we will discuss key points to help you feel empowered about tax for your business. In addition to the weekly episodes, I've interviewed a key player within that industry. Want to know how they've achieved their success? Or see whether their journey is similar to yours? Well, make sure you tune in each week. Hello and welcome to another episode of Tax Able. Today we have an audience with Paul and Millie, who are the founders and owners of Cycle Culture in Tooting. So Cycle Culture is a coffee shop, a plant shop and a cycle studio. So I've introduced Cycle Culture slightly. Can you both tell me a little bit more about the business? Yeah. Um, so as Natasha mentioned, Cycloculture originally started out being a cycling studio, a spinning studio. And during development, we realized uh, we could do more. Um, and so uh, the way I like to describe Cycloculture, it's a number of different businesses all under one roof. Um, we have a dedicated coffee house, a dedicated cycling studio, and now um, layering on with different businesses like the plant shop. Um, so we can attract various customers. Uh, across the three divisions. Perfect. And I see that you now have some shoes available and to buy. And now we have shoes. <laughs> diversified further. We have. Um, after we opened our doors, um, we had some really kind feedback from our customers, um, mostly on Millie's uh, design attributes, um, where people would actually try to buy our decor. And then we slowly realized, you know what, if they enjoy our plants that much, why not start selling plants? And that kind of cascaded into um, a new business that we're going to be launching. Um, it started off with plants um, where we import the pots and accessories and everything uh, from lots of Scandinavian countries. Mm -hmm. And that has now snowballed into uh, a new brand that we're building where we're going to be selling home goods, accessories, furniture, rugs, you name it. Oh, amazing. Um, but really um, all attributable to millions. You're the brains behind it. Always. She is. <laughs> so when did Cycle Culture first open? Uh, we opened our doors officially uh, January 2020, probably the worst possible yes. timing yeah. uh, as we close. If I maybe take a step back, so Millie and I are originally from the States. Millie's originally from Canada. Um, we fell in love with cycling about almost 15 years ago. Yeah. Um, it really changed our lives. I like to tell the story. I lost 55 kilos in a year and the numbers, Great Millie has had some tremendous success as well. Um, but it wasn't a number so much as the feeling and the mental health that it provided us um, and the sense of community and the people we met. So it ended up taking a big part of our lives so much. So I started teaching outside of our normal jobs and we both worked in finance for all that time. Um, but I think we realized we were onto something uh, and we always wanted to build our own business. So uh, Cycle Culture 
may have opened in 2020, but I think the idea was born uh, about 15 years ago. Amazing. So it's quite a jump from going from finance in the States. Did you live in the States? We did, yeah. Yeah. New York City for the last 10 years while we were there. To moving to toot, well, to tooting. To To tooting. Yeah. What made you choose to move to tooting? It was my job, but it was Millie that made the decision to come to London, so I'll let her answer. Yeah. Um, Well, we got a phone call one day where he got an offer. and I said, yes, absolutely, we're moving. He said, absolutely, no, we're not. No. Um, and, you know, we we did end up seeing about 15 places once we got here um, through his work. And honestly... A- across two days. So we yeah, saw across, 15 places oh, wow. in a city. With, a, with an infant. Yeah. With an infant. And we've never been here before. Um, and the place in Tooting, we just fell in love with the place, literally, that we saw. And eventually, we came to love Tooting just yeah. as yeah. much. Um, it's up and coming. Yeah, I mean, we. I, I must say, I was home alone quite a bit in the beginning because he was working in the city. So I was just on my own in tooting, and it was a huge change from New York City. Yeah, um, I definitely missed the buzz, but it does grow on you. Yeah, once you're here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yes, yeah, most that's what people that's... in London would want to do the other way. We'd want to go over to. New I York. think that's always the case, and I, I think we're here to stay now. We we've, we've done the life in the UK. Our our kids effectively have British accents. Oh, really? So we're, uh, it's we're, quite strange. No one yeah. understands. No one understands. Our family back home, we end up translating during uh, FaceTime calls. <laughs> what did she uh, just say? Yeah, I guess you use different terminology. It's funny. And, uh, and the way prob- we teach them, yeah. To us, they probably have like a slight like twang. Yeah, um, no, But then you absolutely. probably don't hear it too much either. And back at home, they probably think they sound really English. Yeah. No, exactly. They sound very smart. But yeah, that's what brought us here. Um, we're, we're, we both do uh, work psychoculture now full time. So while we are thankful for our time in finance, we're also thankful to not be doing it anymore. Yeah. Um, if I'm completely honest, do you feel the same? I do. I mean, for me, I didn't actually think psychoculture would ever happen. It's one of those things that you aspire for. And yeah. You just don't actually think you'll get there. Um, when we were in New York City, we... We ended up, we were supposed to move to Brooklyn and we basically used our home money, home money mm. to launch this because we think that this will give us the future that we, yeah. know, we want. Yeah, definitely. I love coming here. It's great. <laughs> I need I it so. sometimes with a stressful day. I like the 12 o'clock midday class. It, you give me so many affirmations and I'm cycling and I'm like, yes, this is the best day ever. And that's <laughs> and the I've feeling. I've just been crying before Aww. I've come in. That's the feeling. That's why we were the way we were about cycling. I would, you know, of course we were thankful for our jobs, but I was just looking forward to 6 p.m. sitting down on the bike with what ended up being our friends um, yeah. and just seeing where the, the night took us as yeah. far as the workout went. And then talking about it afterwards and how the day went and life yeah. all together. Yeah. And it's nice. You definitely feel like you've got a community here. So every time I walk in, everyone remembers your name. It's yeah. nice. Remember what you like to drink. Or if you, like, I don't drink coffee, you always remember that I'm not drinking coffee <laughs> no, at the moment. No, not for you. Yeah, not yeah. to offer me a coffee as much as I want it. I've had to give it up. And it's just, it's a nice feeling. And you recognize the people as you come in. And I like, well, I love coming here. No, I'm not thankful for that. Um, but yeah, um, as far as psychoculture goes, uh, as I mentioned, it's a cycling studio and then the coffee house, um, maybe touching on the pandemic aspects, as I mentioned, we opened in January. Um, it ended up being a really good thing to have um, a different business under the same roof, if oh, I'm yeah, honest. Oh, yeah, you did takeaway. We did takeaway. Uh, yeah. If I, 
tell me if you disagree, but I think that's what kept us alive. Um, it's, yeah. it's, it's a sad truth that a number of businesses did have to close during yeah. the pandemic. Especially just after a launch, so then yeah. what you had, what, after maybe launch, two months? Yeah. 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 I mean, you always plan for liquidity when you launch a new business. And mm-hmm. if you're and if savvy enough in finance, you understand you're not going to profit in the first year, two years, whatever it might yeah. be, based on your forecast. Um, but we never forecasted for a pandemic. No, I don't think anyone could have yeah. forecasted. No. Actually, we might be shut for maybe five to six months. We so were actually, all in the first year. In our, fir- in our first year of opening, we were only open for five months and 10 days. Oh, wow. And, you know, yeah. while we're thankful here in the UK, they did have grants. It really didn't get us to where we needed to be. No. Um, and thoughtfully, luckily, we had a thoughtful landlord that um, understood the situation. But... Um, That's really good because a lot of landlords didn't really give any relief or any assistance. I mean, some did, but if you had to pay full price or if they didn't defer it slightly, you would have been in a little bit of trouble. Um, And on that note, I I, I know tax is part of your topics. Um, uh, The the furlough aspect greatly helped us as well so we could support our team. Um, uh, Maybe even touching on that now, like um, part of launching the business, we wanted to find someone being in financial backgrounds ourselves, not having an expertise in, in London or the UK, uh, finding a good representation where we could do things by the book and just yeah. do it the right way. Yeah. Uh, we managed to find um, a tax partner and accountants, but they focused solely on small businesses. And when I yeah. say we found it, Millie found it. Um, <laughs> the Millie royal we. <laughs> whenever I say we, just assume Millie. Yeah. Um, but did you want to say anything about our partner? No, I mean, they've just, they've been, you know, really great yeah throughout everything um i don't think we could have made it through the pandemic or even no. just our first few years here without yeah. them without their guidance yeah because it's really different to american tax law and the way it works and like how you meant to know all of the rules and everything else exactly. that you've got to follow and like the yeah. grants you can apply for and what you can't apply for so you definitely need that help especially when you've come overseas yeah absolutely yeah and i mean even now as we're launching the secondary business with the whole brexit thing, yeah all, all oh because you're importing come, we're exactly. importing yeah comes from Denmark or Sweden it's mm. just it's just an, adds another layer of things that we need to consider yeah definitely there's been a lot of issues with importing we spend a lot of time learning about customs duty at work and oh my goodness importation and what right. forms you need to fill in yeah. luckily that's not my area of expertise because as much as I love VAT and custom duties <laughs> I will sidestep those if I can but that's definitely something you need to think about. So since you started, you opened, then we had the pandemic. What's How's it been since um, restrictions were slightly lifted? Um, I think it's been an, uh, a learning game. Um, I mean, going back to the example of cycling in New York City, you knew prime time. You knew when people wanted to cycle early morning, late, late evening, afternoon as well. This whole mixture of everyone work from home. No, everyone actually come yeah. in three days a week. No, actually don't come in. Um, we were struggling to identify the right time to be open. Yeah. Um, obviously, every business needs to be open when their customers want them to be there. We just didn't know when our customers wanted us to be there. I don't think your customers knew when they wanted right. to be no. there either. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yeah. we played it by ear. We tried the traditional time slots for our, our cycling classes. Some worked, some didn't. Mm-hmm. We shuffled things around. I think... We got through it because um, we were lucky to build a great team that really believed in what psychoculture was. Yeah. Um, and so they were very flexible. Um, and, and, you know, again, furlough helped a lot so that we could help them get by. Um, yeah. But as far as uh, the lockdowns go, each lockdown had different requirements. And then 
you know, um, I think we just, I felt like we were going day to day, yeah. week yeah. to week. Um, Luckily, and, you're quite, you could be quite flexible in terms of you can change your, like, you can change, uh, change your timetable, you can try and sell a few more plants or a few more coffees, do yeah. the takeaway. At least you weren't just one business that had to yeah. shut completely. And that's something yeah, I, I'm really thankful for. Um, and even advice for future coffee shop owners or gym owners or plant shop owners. If you can create, uh, produce multiple revenue streams, yeah, absolutely do it. Um, I, and we've seen other plant shops, as an example, start to sell coffee. Yeah. Uh, it's something to help you know, keep the lights on. Yeah. I think you should start selling art because I've had my eye on that piece <laughs> for a long time. But unfortunately, my flat is not big enough for that. I think my walls are about as tall as it. We are um, no, that's well. Wait for our website. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe there'll be something. I mean, on that, not to um, digress too much, but the the new brand is going to be called uh, CYC Living. Oh, amazing! Um, and it's again focusing on Scandi design. Yeah. Millie has spent the last year um, basically um, generating the network with these beautiful companies that sometimes we feel very fortunate well we do feel very fortunate to be uh, partners with mm-hmm. um sometimes a bit shocking that they actually said yes because yes. <laughs> we are literally even psychoculture it looks like a franchise but we are literally just a husband and wife yeah and dog and two kids behind um <laughs> behind all of that so um you know we, we feel very lucky to have built those partnerships and the website's going to be going live soon so yeah. um yeah you'll have your chance to buy yeah, maybe well, a I, need, I need a slightly bigger house, uh, but yeah. I mean, I'll ask, I mean, like, the, the affirm painting, it, it's going to happen. The painting you're looking at is two meters by one meter for yeah. the audience, so <laughs> it, it's it's pretty large. And so how has it been, um, probably a risky question, how has it been working as husband and wife and business partners? Because they always say you shouldn't mix family and business, but I work with my dad sometimes, and uh-huh. I love him. <clears throat> but it brings its own set of unique qualities to yeah, it no, sometimes. It, it brings it definitely brings its own challenges yeah there's also a lot of rewards that come along with yeah. that um there's nobody better that understands your line of work yeah um, or the stresses there, or the stresses yeah. or you know just there's somebody to get through the hard days with yeah, yeah. and i think that's the most um and you've got the thing. trust you yes. know yeah. that you're exactly. both working towards the same goal there's yeah. not any self-interest in there apart from where you're both going to right. um, exactly initially i mean of course there's going to be bumping heads where not not necessarily disagreements luckily millie and i have the same vision mm-hmm. um i think as time progressed we realized who was who had a, a more significant strength with a task versus the other so yeah there are some things i just step aside because millie will handle it in a, in yeah. a great fashion or um, or I might. So I think we found our groove the longer we were in it. Yeah. Um, it's trial and if, testing, isn't it? Yeah. No, who's, it got, who's got the skill set for one thing and if I'm for the honest, other? In my opinion, I'd much rather work with my partner. We actually learned um, uh, to maybe not work with friends, actually. Yeah. Um, everyone has different experiences in opening their business. And I think that was one of our very early lessons. Yeah. Um, one of our uh, friends who owns a yoga studio next to us uh, told us, Paul Millie, no one will ever want it as much as you. Yeah. And I think those are the words that really rung true to us. Yeah. Um, because... You always want to help. You always want to bring your friends in because you <clears throat> you know them. You know that you can trust them. Yeah. But I always find that sometimes you need that layer of a third party that if they're doing a service for you or something that you can then push back slightly. Exactly. It's not a favor. It's no, like exactly. you're paying them to do something or yeah. they're helping you with a service. So 
I, I fully understand. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's been relatively smooth sailing. It's not to say there hasn't been challenges. There's mm-hmm. There seems to be a challenge every other day or a fire every other day that we're putting out. Um, yeah. I think that what I, well, at least what I've learned is that we both deal with things in very different ways. Yeah. Um, and I think that just got to me getting used to, because obviously we've yeah. never worked together before. Mm-hmm. We would see each other after 7 p.m. every day and on the weekends. And so to be working on something all day and then go day. home yeah. and raise kids together, it's yeah. just, you know, it's hard not to take your work home with you because the person you're doing it with is in your face all day. Yeah. You can't uh, like have a discussion here and then walk out the door and be like, right, how was your day done? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's been going on? <laughs> But how has it been juggling? So you've had to move over from another country, learn like other tax laws. Mm-hmm. You've launched a business, and then you've also got to juggle knowing, well, the tax and the running of the business, and doing all the other qualities that you need to do. Have you found it hard at times? Like, has it been you just kind of have to keep going forward and just plow on with it? Definitely hard. Um, definitely worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I was talking to Millie before um, our chat today to just see if any thoughts we wanted to share. I think one thing she said to me is, you know, if I could go back and just talk to myself, maybe say don't overthink it. Um, we try again coming from financial backgrounds. We try to be as precise as we You're can. You're always analyzing. Yeah. I mean, I'm I come from wealth management. Exactly. Just yeah. Constantly analyzing, and I think that just it's my brain is wired that way. Yeah. And I think that made it harder for us. Um, um, where we didn't give ourselves enough credit to just go ahead and move forward. But um, overall, yes, it's been hard. Yes, it's been worth it. Um, and I think thinking of things day to day, week to week, allowed us to kind of get through and navigate through those tough times. Um, but yeah, there's still plenty of tough times ahead as we try to figure out where we're going from here. Yeah. What are your plans for the next, say, let's do five years? Because we're just coming out of the pandemic. So yep. really, it's just doing what you do. You do it very well. But where do you see it going? Do you want a new stores or I say stores, you know, new studios? Yeah. I mean, I, 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 you can talk. You um, <laughs> I mean, we do want to expand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, we'll be talking about the next two, three locations yeah. in five years time. Yeah. Um, but in saying that, we also don't want to grow too fast. Yeah. yeah. Um, we also want to stay small enough where we can take care of our people. And I think that's the whole allure of psychoculture. Yeah. Is that, like you said, we know your name when you come in. It's yeah. these little things that I think sets us apart from the big gym. Yeah, definitely. Because sometimes when you've been working all day pre-pandemic, you'd work all day, you go into the gym and say you don't know anyone there or no one greets you or they greet you, but you know they don't recognize you. You don't feel as warm and welcoming. Like you look forward to going and exercising if you feel part of your community. Yeah. I mean, psychoculture, um, my, my, my background in teaching, I was very fortunate to work in one of those larger gyms where you pay mm-hmm. an exorbitant amount of money to attend. Um, yeah. And in the industry of cycling, it's not really a circle of people. It's a bit of a triangle where the best of the best is kind of at the very top. And uh, if you're fortunate to uh, befall that group and get to know that group, you have some of the best mentors in the industry. I was very fortunate to kind of be recognized, which is crazy because I'm literally just Paul to my to my mind. Um, but anyway, I had some great mentorships and experiences along the way. And I realized while I love that experience of what you would find in central London, we wanted to bring it to Tooting where in all honesty, it is a business. You have to look at the equity of the homes. Can the neighborhood afford what we're offering? We're not the cheapest, but we don't want to be the cheapest. 
we're not looking for 2000 people like some gyms are. We want yeah. 200, 300 people. And we are going to give these 200, 300 people literally the best possible version of what we offer. Yeah. Um, and they don't have to go to central London. They can go home to their partners, their families, or just Netflix, whatever they want within five minutes of, uh, their evening class or whatever it might be. So, um, as far as, again, where Millie mentioned, I don't see us cascading into central London because there's plenty of it. It's saturated. Yeah. Um, and everyone's not, no one's there at the no. moment. Everyone works from home now. Or selfishly, they like out. <laughs> selfishly, I think we want to make one of our next locations by the water so we can live by the water. Yeah. <laughs> and then just toggle between the locations. Yeah. I mean, that would be ideal, wouldn't it? Is there any advice that you would give to your younger self, Millie? The truth is, you're terrified. You always think uh, it would be ideal. For me, I, I don't know how to put it into words, but basically, I, you always think something is never going to happen. Yeah. yeah. You know, I started off in finance <clears throat> working at the very bottom. And, yeah. You know, it's a ladder. You know how it is. It's probably the same thing in accounting. It's just mm -hmm. you're always trying to climb this never-ending ladder. Yeah. Um, and I think the hope is to always work for yourself. You just don't actually think it's going to happen. Yeah. And I quickly realized that the only person that can make it happen is, is myself. You. Yeah. You don't need anybody else to make it happen. For we you. looked for a year for this property. I, I gave up. I said, forget it. I don't want to do it. Yeah. And then Millie found it the next day. And my heart was like, no, it's not going to work. I was like, usually you're I, determined. Well, you're like, you said no, and now I'm going to find this. Well, usually yeah. I, you know, if you say no to Millie, she's, Yes, next day. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. time time does fly. Your 20s become your 30s, become your 40s before you know it. So um, yeah. if you yeah. have um, the idea and you're really good at whatever that idea is, um, start tomorrow. Yeah. Don't don't wait till next week because it's, it's not worth it. The wait. And I think a lot of people have taken that time in the pandemic to decide what they like and what they enjoy yeah. and what they actually want to do with their time. They don't want to go into work five days a week and to travel two hours each way. They want right. to do their passion. And I think everyone's still like, we're an economy of small, medium-sized businesses and you're seeing more and more pop up. A lot did have to close because of the pandemic, but I'm hoping we'll get more and more um, take their place. Actually, for me, I didn't realize that I wanted to kind of work for myself more so till I had kids. Yeah. Um, and I realized that I wouldn't be seeing them till bedtime essentially yeah. um so when it was time for me to go back to work with my oldest is when i was like okay it's either now or never yeah um, don't realize think, how much you're out of the house yeah and how much you're missing out on just like simple interactions and, yeah you know i wasn't willing to give that up yeah i just didn't want to have regrets i guess and i think that a lot of people can relate to that yeah i mean some people probably want to leave the house after the pandemic of being shut in with their kids yeah I think when the schools were That's shut. That's true. Well, I wanted to leave the house. <laughs> you see funny videos online where um, in New York, I think it was, a dad marched their toddlers out of the flat so they could scream outside, and that mm. was their time to scream, and then they could go back in. Yeah. So I think any parent that got through the pandemic, well done. I don't have any children or any pets, so I really had the perfect setup. <laughs> I don't know how anyone managed to work and homeschool and do everything I else you need to do. I don't know how we got through it, to I be honest. Don't. <laughs> There was a lot of screaming, I'll tell you. Yeah. There was a lot of screaming. A lot of sitting in a rocking chair being like, well, today was interesting. I feel like you probably know your kids a lot better, though, as well. Yeah, no, I would say that. I think you'd know your kids a lot better now. I mean, the day I left finance, I was working at home for a year after the pandemic, and that's when I realized, all right, 
I'm, I'm actually very happy to be at home. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I remember realizing I missed the first two years of my daughter's life and I spent the last year actually getting to know her. Yeah, um, which so, is lovely that you can now do that. And you've yes. got, hopefully, as it expands and when we don't have any more pandemics and everything takes off and we've got the online business, you guys can take more time as a family as well. That's the dream. Yeah, That's why we're <laughs> doing what we're doing now. So we're planning ahead for um, yeah. our 40s and 50s and hopefully uh, we'll be on an island somewhere. Yeah, that's yeah. a dream, I guess. I no. mean, that's everyone's dream. <laughs> Work abroad. <laughs> uh, so I see that you employ a lot of actors. So a lot of your baristas tend to have an acting background or are actively looking for work. Was there any reason behind this or is it coincidental? Um, I mean, we didn't discriminate against anybody that we hired or favored anybody. It just kind of, I think, happened yeah. um, completely by chance. I mean... Or they're just very good actors and they, yeah. you know, they made it way, like, you know, into their They did interviews. a good pitch. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, that was not, I, that's purely coincidental, I think. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah. When I first came in, I was asking everyone what they did. And I was like, are you all friends? Do you all act together? <laughs> but I guess as well for them in the pandemic, work dried up as well. So they're, yeah. and at least they're older and more mature and, you know, yeah. they're, they're going to give a good service. And they're always super polite. Yes. And I think that... I, this lifestyle also really works with them. Um, yeah. You know, one thing that we like to do is just make sure that our staff is able to do what they actually really love. Yeah. So there will be times where one of the guys is out for an audition or a film or, yeah. you know, and because we do have a team of actors, everybody kind of understands. Yeah. And will help out. Yeah, pitch, pitch in because yeah. then when their time comes, they're going to want someone to right. cover them, which yeah, is exactly. lovely. It's like a family. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And We've got more children. We say that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Can you handle more? I can't. Uh, that's perfect. Thank okay. you. You are listening to Tax Able with Natasha Heron. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please click subscribe to listen to new episodes as they're released. Make sure you're following on Instagram, TikTok and the newly launched YouTube channel. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.